Hello and welcome to the final edition of 2023 of the FT Advisor podcast. Earlier this month, the FCA published plans for reforming the advice guidance boundary. These plans will include what the FCA calls an innovative new approach to allowing firms to provide support to tailored groups of people in similar circumstances. And it will also include a new form of simplified advice to make it easier for advisors to provide some form of personal recommendation uh, with, to clients with more straightforward needs. I'm Damien Fantato, Deputy Editor at FT Advisor, and with me today is Rachel Vey, Head of Public Policy at AJ Bell. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Damien. So um, we're going to start um, from a fairly broad uh, uh, brush approach. Uh, what's, um, what were your initial reactions uh, to the FCA's proposals? Well, I think generally mine and the industry as a whole was really generally positive. I think they, they have moved on the debate. There are so many people who need more help in planning and making financial decisions. And it, this could hopefully be the, the start of them getting the help that they need. When we look at um, the FCA statistics on this, they do a really massive survey um, every two years called a Financial Live Survey. And this was published in the middle of uh, last year. And it's a really big piece of work. It's got loads of useful statistics in it. But one of the figures that the FCA took from that was that only 8% of people receive regulated advice that was at the moment. And when you compare it to previous surveys that they've done, um, this figure really hasn't moved on. It hasn't increased at all. So not enough people are getting good quality help. Um, when you look a little bit deeper, though, it is a little bit more positive than the 8% figure that the FCA keeps banding around. If you look at people who've got um, assets of more than investable assets of more than 10,000, the, the proportion of people getting advice is 31%. So that's more positive. But I think in really generally that's still too low and there's still more work we can do here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When FCA looked a little bit further with the stats, they said that 28% of people who didn't receive regulated advice might need it because they had more than £10,000 investable assets or they had more than £10,000 in a DC pension and they intended to retire in the next two years. So the FCA and the Treasury, they, uh, they want to close that help gap. And holistic advice, I think, is the by far the best solution. But it's just not the most appropriate solution for all of these people. So we need to look as an industry, we need mm -hmm. to look wider and we need to figure out how to close that help gap. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the points that the FCA made in its in its in its paper was that this is most likely to appeal to large vertically integrated businesses, you know, you, you, the quilters of, of this world. Do you think that's likely to be what happens in practice? Um, I'm not entirely sure that I agree with that. I think um, there were three parts of the of the paper. There was um, the first one was clarifying advice guidance boundary. The second one was introducing proposals called targeted support, mm -hmm. um, and the third one was simplified advice. I think, in particular, the proposals for targeted support could be um, a game changer. I think they could really help those people who can't or won't get financial advice and to get them the help that they need to figure out the best way forward. Um, and I think that applies to all firms will be hopefully what they will um, do. The proposals for targeted advice, targeted support, sorry, at the moment are really quite green. It's still very much 
fresh with the, the FCA and the Treasury put forward a, um, some proposals on how this could work in practice. But we really now need to work with them and the industry needs to work with them to figure out how they can work in practice. But it couldn't, it's not just applying to um, providers and platforms and pension schemes. Hopefully we can make, we can uh, see that targeted support could work for advisors as well. And if that's the case, it could work across the board that any type of financial services firm would be able to help their customers and be able to give them um, these sort of like nudges and some maybe leading to a uh, to a to a selection of options or give them a nudge in the right direction and I think that could help a, a whole load of firms including advisor firms um, Recent ABI research showed that people getting personal guidance rather than generic guidance meant that they were, people were just more engaged and they thought about their decision and their choices. Um, and so I really believe that targeted support could help people do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also it could be a stepping stone as well. I think in a way you, you don't know what you don't know. And having a nudge in the right direction may just put some people in the position where they think, well, actually, is this really the best option for me? Or should I look a little bit deeper? And um, I hope it will be a stepping stone to regulate a device. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the FCA's point, I suppose, is that it's, it's going to it's, it's allowing cross subsidization to return uh, to a, to an extent so that, you know, if you have a, you know, so that, so that one part of a one part of a financial planning business can cross subsidize another part of a financial planning business which will in theory allow you know a, a company that has a platform a dfm and all of these various different arms to cross subsidize um what it's doing in the targeted support market for example but you don't see that as necessarily being a, a barrier to some smaller advice firms getting into this market no i think you need to look at what the the proposals are going to do and the sort of help that people need and advisors will know um, much better than I will what their what their client bank is and what their uh, and how what different type of help their clients need at different points. And some for some advisors and some advisors models, they will say, well, actually, no, this just doesn't work for us. We want to offer holistic advice to all of our clients all of the time, and that's the right solution. But I think what it does is it puts another option on the table. Um, for maybe looking at different types of clients or, um, for example, relatives of, um, of current clients and widening out um, into intergenerational planning and aspects like that, that maybe this will help those advisors offer a mix maybe of holistic advice at some points within the customer lifetime and targeted support or simplified advice at other points. I don't think it has to be one or the other. I, I think you could just look at this. We don't all need the same help all the time or not all the clients need all the same help all the time. And it's just really about segmenting and, and making sure that you know what you're going to, what offer of support and guidance and help and advice you're offering to which clients and when and what you want to achieve from that.
Sure. And is there, is there any particular advice that you'd give to a smaller advice firm which is looking, which has looked at this and thought, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll have maybe I'll have a look at whether I can get into into the targeted support or the simplified advice market? Well, I think um, it, it's really about understanding your, your your client bank and your target markets. Um, I think smaller advice firms, in a way, are going to have a, a much more well-defined target market. They're not going to try to be everything to everyone. They, they just can't do that with the, the resources they've got. So this may not form part of it. Part of it. Um, and targeted support or simplified advice may not form part of their proposition. But and they really need to just think about um, how commercially viable it is going to be, um, how much liability they're going to take on, and whether it, it fits with the strategy of the firm. But maybe one way that they would want to do this is if they wanted to introduce new advisors into the firm, um, then they could maybe say, well, we're going to have somebody come in, but they're going to offer um, advice or target to support or on a, on a different basis. Or as I said, maybe they want to extend out the support or the advice that they give to the wider family of existing clients as well. But I think it's it's really a very individual decision and it really just depends upon the the, the strategy and the proposition of the of the advisor firm. Mm -hmm. Some of the um, responses to the to these announcements, um, including from from some of our readers, maybe uh, were a little bit cynical. They said this was going to be this was going to herald the return of large vertically integrated businesses selling their own products through effectively you know, tied salespeople, which I suppose is a bit of a cynical um, response uh, response to it. Do you seem to you seem to be a little bit more optimistic than that, though. Um, I can understand the cynicism and I can understand um, the reaction from some parties. And I think it's, it is it is no surprise that that's happening, I think. Um, we've been through so many discussions um, right from 2006 and the Glen Eagles speech, right through RDR up to up to 2023, all about how do we make advice work and how do we widen it out and how do we make sure more people are getting um, good quality advice, that we we do keep going round um, and looking at these proposals. And certainly for something like simplified advice, where it's been on the, been on the table um, a couple of times, at least a couple of times before, and probably thinking, well, actually, you know, we've, we've had this conversation, we've, we've been through this loop before. But I think Ultimately, the the aim of the proposals are right. We we have two. We don't have enough people in the UK who are getting the help and support and guidance that they need, and we need to figure out how we can do that. And whether that's for new customers or or for existing customers who who can't or won't go and get full holistic advice. Um. So. I think it's right that we carry on looking at this particular area and I think it's right that we we look to see how this can work in practice. Now, I don't think we we know that at the moment. As I said, some of the proposals certainly over um, targeted support feel very green and innovative and almost I felt the FCA was almost tentative in what they were, were describing. For example, they, they said right at the very beginning, we've got these three options and three proposals on the table, three sets of proposals, but we're not wedded to any of them. If you've got a better idea, you come forward and tell us what your better idea is. 
So we don't know exactly how these are going to work. We, we need to look a lot more about how they can work in practice. We need to test to make sure to actually see if they fit in with what people want. We need to start asking people what they want. Um, and we need to just work from work from there. So it isn't a magic solution. Um, I can understand why people are feeling a little bit jaded and especially with simplified device because you do feel like we have been around this loop. <laughs> but I, it's still the problem's still there. And we need to find a solution and we need to figure out if these solutions work. And if they don't, then we need to put more on the table. So I think it's good that we keep on having this debate and we keep on driving forward this agenda. Yes, definitely feels like a case of deja vu with uh, with simplified advice. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, are there any particular areas where you uh, would like to see improvements in the proposals that you've seen? Um, I think with simplified advice, maybe that needs to be, we need to have a really good look at that. When the FCA came out with the, the latest sets of proposals last year, they, they put it out and um, the ultimate the over overwhelming reaction from the advisor industry was this is just not going to work it's not going to work on 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 basis of of commercials we can't make this work so the fca did listen and they have changed their proposals and they've changed their proposals to um widen out the um what you can cover within simplified advice and to widen out the scope of it um but also to widen out the the investment um um, investment limits so again they've done that so I think they have listened and they have edged forward these proposals but I don't think again that they just don't seem to be landing very well um, in some areas so maybe that's the area that are the are the FCA right in um, continuing with this agenda. They are trying to make it work I really do believe they are trying to make it work I also believe that they are very uh, conscious that they they weren't commercially viable before and they understand that advisors have to make them work on a on a commercial basis mm -hmm. so is there anything else that we can change with this or is it just the whole concept just doesn't work um and i i don't know that answer and i think that's why um advisors and the advisor community really needs to get involved with these proposals and to work with the FCA because I do think the FCA is listening and they are trying to shift their boundaries and what they the proposals of what they put in um, but we need to just continue to work with them. Mm. Uh, one of the other potential side effects that, that the FCA has uh, potentially flagged with this is that it, it might make full fat uh, financial advice less accessible if a large number of businesses uh, shift their focus away um, if they're focused towards targeted support or, or simplified advice and away from, from proper, in inverted commas, uh, financial advice. Um, do you think that's, uh, do you think that's a, a risk? Well, uh, we're now 11 years on from RDR. I can't quite believe it's 11 years. It's quite frightening that. Um, but I think what we know is that we now have a fantastic industry full of professional well-qualified advisors who are giving a really valuable service um i was saying earlier about the fca stats and that only eight percent of people get financial advice and it, it all feels quite negative and small when you dig a little bit further into their stats though for them from the financial life survey 
they asked the people who did get financial advice, what do you think about it? And it was really overwhelming. Um, it, it showed, the, the, the responses showed that people really appreciate financial advice. Those ones who get it really value the service. 87% trust, trust their advisor, 84% were satisfied with them, and 85% were confident with the advice they've been given. So when people get financial advice, then this really works. They know what they're getting. They trust what they're getting. They trust the people who are giving them this. And um, so I think there is a definite need for this quality of service. And I just don't think that this demand will be disrupted. I'm really hopeful that actually the opposite will happen. Um, that again, I'm coming back to this point, which is you don't know what you don't know. Um, people really don't understand all the ins and outs of financial decisions and they're, they're scared in a way to open that pandora's box and to actually start looking at that but if we can actually nudge them to start thinking oh right well okay well what decision do i have to make for example if, how do i how am i going to take my pension money then it may be maybe a case that the more you know the more you realize well actually i don't think i'm i can make that decision on my own even with you giving me a statistic saying 70% of people like you chose drawdown or whatever it happens to be, they, they don't think they can do it. So I'm really hopeful that the, the opposite will happen and that people will be nudged to seeing what the, the benefits of financial advice are and to look at the complete financial decision and that hopefully that we, we can do that. Um, I really hope that the government and the regulators through these proposals that they, they champion the benefits of holistic advice because it is the gold-plated service and they should carry on. And that should be at the, the bedrock of everything we are saying about how to close the health gap. That they, If I could, you know, wave a magic wand and everybody could get holistic advice, that would be the best outcome. Of course it would. It would be wonderful but it's it's just we can't make that happen it's just not appropriate it's not going to work so we need to make sure as many people as possible get um more help and if that nudges them into getting the holistic advice the the, the ultimate then that has to be a, a good thing and i think that's that's really what the the one of the aims and one of the strategic outcomes of this these proposals should be Lots of food for thought there. Hopefully, um, the uh, these 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 reforms will work for the better. Um, thank you very much, uh, Rachel. That's uh, our last um, podcast of uh, 2023. Rachel, do you have any outlandish predictions for 2024? Well, I think year 2024 is going to be an interesting year because the the general election, I think, is going to set the agenda completely uh, for the mm. retirement and savings landscape for the, for the next few years. Um, Obviously, it's Labour Party are the odds-on favourite to, to take the reins. And we know that they're already working on their plans for financial services. Um, we're going to get a whole new pensions tax regime in April, which is um, still quite scary uh, for me at the end of 2023. There's a lot of work to do, only three months to get this in place. And it is some big changes for... Um, pension schemes, but also for advisors to get to grips with. Um, and I think we're also going to see the, these advice proposals carry on and, and 
carry on and hopefully getting towards a good conclusion towards 2023. So I probably haven't got any outlandish predictions for the retirement <laughs> and savings, but if I can put in maybe more of a more of a general one, um, I think I think my really outlandish one may be that England actually wins the Euros. And we get the first major men's title in my lifetime. And bearing in mind how old I am, I think that's really actually <laughs> saying something. So we'll maybe keep our fingers crossed for that one. I'm good to hold you to that one. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Rachel. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and thank you for listening throughout 2023. And have a great Christmas, uh, Rachel, to Rachel and uh, to all our listeners. And uh, tune in again in the new year for the next edition of the FT Advisor podcast. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.